What's up, guys? I'm your pal, Wenshik Estheticus, and this is The Bar is Low. Each episode, we talk about a collection of fanfictions or a single fic, and these can be either good, bad, or anywhere in between, but mostly, they're bad. So I've seen a lot of shit in my day. I've seen a lot of shit in just the Avatar fandom alone. I've seen rape. I've seen incest. I've seen pedophilia. I've even seen all of them slammed into one pairing, but I count myself lucky not to have seen that much fetish stuff. God damn it, all I wanted to know was if someone had used penis firebending as a comedic device, but no, somehow I stumble upon this. So I think of weird fetishes as more of a DeviantArt thing instead of a fanfic thing, and thank fuck I haven't fallen into the DeviantArt hole. But my luck ended, and I learned that there is diaper fetish porn of Avatar. So I'm okay with reading some milder fetish stuff. I really am. Bondage is chill. Dom sub dynamic is chill as long as it's consensual. Foot fetishes don't even freak me out that bad. Hell, I could deal with a piss fetish. But diaper fetishes? What the fuck? They're just so infantile. Like, uh, pretty literally that I just don't understand and I can't imagine this as a serious thing that people are into. And, well, I guess at least it's not a shit fetish because that's just downright disgusting. And... The bar is low, my friends. The bar is low. So it takes us about a chapter to actually get to the diaper and piss fetish. Because first we have to have some incest. Because, you know, why the fuck not? The narrative here follows that of the series. And we start out with the two Water Tribe siblings chilling out on a boat together right before all the shit with the iceberg goes down. So fucking imagine, just fucking imagine for a moment, if the author had rewritten this entire show like this... Fortunately, they didn't even get halfway through the first season, but I would have to, like, hurl myself off bridge, man. Back to the incest here. So, you know, it's a small village. There aren't really that many people around who are the same age as them, so they're both sexually frustrated. Solution? Don't masturbate. Just fuck your sibling on a boat, right? So this is actually, like, really consensual and kind of, I mean, healthy as far as incest goes. They're not pressuring each other. The dialogue is very understanding, and penetrative sex might run the risk of capsizing the boat. So, you know, let's just jerk each other off and then have oral sex. The chapters of the speak are mercifully short, so props for that. So it says that Katara is entranced by the beauty of his dick. And have I mentioned that I want to die yet? So they describe his dick as throbbing and veiny, and those are not words that bring to mind the image of beauty. Dicks are not beautiful. They're like little shriveled up worms. Even my friend who, like, regularly fucks men is like, dicks are weird. I can't believe I'm turned on by them, but I guess it's just conditioning. They also call her pussy thick, which I don't understand. Normally you call an ass thick, not a pussy. A, pus- a pussy can't be thick. Well, you can debate whether or not a dick is beautiful, because, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. You can't debate whether or not a pussy is thick, because it's not. So, right after they finish their incestuous union, the iceberg cracks open because she accidentally waterbended it during her orgasm. <laughs> so, you know, Aang is in the iceberg, and naturally, what's their first reaction? Well, he He's cold. You have to take off all his clothes and also your own clothes so you can cuddle him to warm him up. And then once you see his dick, it's all over. This one had just a little line that it's the only line where I've 
slammed my computer shut and gone to lie down on the floor for a few minutes after reading it. Now, there have been plenty of lines that made me slam my computer shut, but none that made me go lie on the floor for a few minutes. That's how, that's how weird this is. But it says that... It says that Aang's dick also has an arrow on it. Yeah. Yeah. I had to lie down after hearing that. So they also mentioned that his dick turtles and retreats, and I don't really have that much experience with dicks, but that doesn't sound right to me, or at least it just produces a kind of funny mental image. So let's say that you're Aang, and you've been in a coma for a hundred years, you have no idea where the fuck you are, or who the people who found you are. You probably have a lot of questions, and you have to get your bearings, because you have no idea what's going on. But, you know, you also haven't gotten laid in a hundred years either, so of course the first thing you do is let a complete stranger jerk you off because she was lying on top of you and your penis had a reaction. To be fair, they just wanted to warm him up, but like I said, nudity just leads right into sex once you see its dick it's all over and you know if i found a prepubescent child in an iceberg my first instinct would be to jerk him off too because that's a thing that normal people do so he introduces himself he's like i'm ang and he's like doesn't even ask hey who the fuck are you people and why are you lying on top of me they don't have any questions either like how the fuck did you get in there is there anything i can do for you to make sure you don't fucking freeze to death in the antarctic planet and they no, they just start jerking him off because his balls look like they need it. Well, the only reason I can think of as to why Aang is okay with this is because he's just so fucking disoriented that he probably thinks that he's still having some sort of coma dream or just can't guide his body to function after being frozen for a hundred years. Or, you know, maybe sex is the only thing that this kid is built to do except save the world. Also, there is an orgasm denial kink going on here and he apparently has the blue balls for two solid days. By the way, I don't know why it was necessary to be like, Katara likes her pubic hair, it keeps her warm. But this kid doesn't have any pubic hair. Maybe because he hasn't even hit puberty yet. He's 12. So anyway, now we get to the piss fetish that I promised you. Now they get back to camp and the author's like, you know, Katara really has to pee, y'all. But she doesn't do it before they go explore the abandoned ship because, you know, they've got to have some kinky sex. We get to the bondage with the chains on the ship, which is the least kinky thing that happens in this fic, I promise. The author makes it really clear that she really has to piss, and the whole time I'm just like, why? And I get this feeling, I'm like, I feel like I'm reading weird fetish porn, and I realize that's exactly what I'm doing. So Aang is kind of an asshole and tickles her when she's tied up because some people are into that as a sex thing and not just a fun thing you do when you're a kid. He puts too much pressure on her full bladder, which I've got to mention repeatedly because that's what the author does. Full bladder, full bladder, full bladder. She has a full bladder. She tells him not to do that and then she ends up pissing herself anyways because this is some kinky bullshit here. So degradation fetish in this chapter. My god, should I just count all the kinks in this thing? It wouldn't be that hard to do considering the author actually lists them all at the beginning of each chapter. So apparently he gets off to the smell of urine and gets a boner. He's also very chill with her bladder problems and apologized. Aw, cute? Also, uh, I genuinely, props to the author for sticking with a canon couple for the main pairing, I guess. Uh, it's not really like you have that many choices when you're starting off at the beginning of the series, though, but, like, I don't really like when people just treat Zutara like it's canon. But anyways... Continuing. While on the ship, Aang gets captured, and Zuko does come in here, and you desperately hope that he's gonna be normal because his first line sounds like someone made a Zuko dialogue generator, and the author just used that. In one sentence, he does like four Zuko things. He says, Uncle, and then he says something about capturing the Avatar, and then he mentions his father, and then he says, Restore my honor. Check. All in one sentence. Then he follows that up by saying that he wants to have a little fun with the new prisoner, and I hope that I could just dismiss it, which I did for the most part, just because his prior line sounds just like everything he ever says ever. However, I was horrifically wrong, and I will get back to this later. 
This is where we get to the diaper fetish. So Katara comes back to camp with her pants fucking soaked after the whole bondage thing on the boat, and there's a conversation with her grandma that goes along the lines of, I see you're going on a long journey with a random prepubescent boy who you just met, and you're having bladder control issues again. Here, take your special underwear. No more big girl panties. So before continuing, I would like to put out a plot hole, if you could really call it that. Of all people who you chose to put in diapers, you chose the waterbender, the one who can dry anything off by bending the water out of it. She pisses herself? No big deal. She's just going to bend the piss out of her clothes. Though at the beginning of the series, she wasn't very talented. I don't know if she would have been able to do that, but I feel like it's not a very complex technique to dry clothing off, not to mention that she already cracked open an iceberg. I mean, if you're so hell-bent on this fetish, maybe you could have chosen another character. I mean, maybe Aang has issues, so they have to go to the North Pole so he can learn how to piss bend so he doesn't have to wear diapers anymore. Have I mentioned lately that I want to die? But over the course of the journey, he learns to accept himself because he and his girlfriend both have this fucking weird fetish. Maybe that just doesn't get you off, author. I'm guessing that you want to fuck Katara, and that's why you're subjecting her to your weird fetishes. So they start off on their journey, and now that Aang has been kidnapped, the author has a great time describing in detail Katara pissing herself as we take flight. Of course, we have to make sure that it's very clear that this is going to be her fetish too, not just the author's. So she notices that that diaper feels pretty nice. And have I mentioned that I want to die yet? The author is kinky, so it has to be mentioned that you can see her diapers through her pants. But Sokka's actually kind of wholesome about it. He's just like super nonchalant. He's just like, oh, you're having problems with that again. It's chill. I'll be polite about it. Uh, so they recover Aang quickly and immediately our two lovers get a little bit frisky, which is fucked up on multiple levels because we learn that he had just been brutally raped prior to this and should be seriously injured. We'll get back to this because the author has a separate fic for it and it's just because it's notably darker than the rest of the content. So he also says, there's nothing Katara can fix. Bitch, you've known her like two days. I don't think she can fix your bleeding urethra. She's not a doctor and she hasn't learned to heal with water yet either. I'd also like to mention that they're flying while they're jacking each other off on Appa. And Sokka's just sitting there, and he gets hit in the back of the head with cum, and it's actually kind of funny. Next chapter, we get to some nighttime fun. So naturally, she pisses herself in the middle of the night and has to take a bath, and of course, Aang masturbates to this because, you know, it's totally not creepy at all, even though they're kind of sexual partners at this point. So they conveniently share this same really fucking weird kink, and she has to test if he likes it, which I think it's pretty obvious that he does, given the rest of everything that's happened so far. So this calls for some diapered face-sitting, but that's really as far as it gets for now. I was promised oral sex in this chapter, and honestly, I wish they, they would have just done it right now so I wouldn't have to suffer through another scene. Speaking of, this fucking kinky author decides that he better explain that she pisses herself a bunch of times on the way to the air temple because I want to die and has to explain how soggy her diaper is also because I want to die. So they go off and he eats her out. I was expecting her to pee in his mouth, but she doesn't. He's very aroused by her piss though. Just loves licking that stuff up. Is that even sanitary? I mean, you can't get STDs from piss, but I'm willing to bet that there's some other nasty disease you could catch from drinking or ingesting too much piss. So now we get Sokka's turn for some action, which is actually the only scene I genuinely enjoy from this fic that's I think it's funny. Uh, first we have to have more of Katara pissing herself because the author is a kinky piece of shit. Oh my god, I'm already scarred from everything else that I've read here. I don't need to do this too. This doesn't even lead to a sex scene. It's just her pissing herself, which that's somehow worse. I don't... Uh, the group gets captured by the Kiyoshi warriors, and because Sokka's a sexist asshole, they decide to discipline him. So this involves collaring him, and as, as compatible with canon, cross-dressing him. Dominatrix Suki is a plus, and she makes him call her Master Suki. I will admit that this scene is kind of 
maybe you can consider it sexual assault. Uh, well, it's definitely sexual in nature. They don't actually fuck or even do anything close to that. It goes only as far as he's naked at one point and she spanks his ass, but uh, that's really it. There's also the sign, his penis cowered in fear just like he did. Is this even possible? <laughs> And then uh, Sufi has some fucking murderous lines. With a penis that small, you're practically a girl anyways. And then she makes him put on pink panties over his tender balls. And then she says, put them on before I paddle you like the bad little girl you are. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. So they finish cross-dressing him, and then she spanks the bejesus out of him, and more Kiyoshi warriors show up for this scene kind of out of nowhere. I thought that this scene was actually kind of funny because Suki just has some good lines. Um, there's also a separate fic for what happened between Zuko and Aang on the boat because this one is really graphic and non-consensual and it's too dark for the other fic. Once again, it starts off with the Zuko dialogue generator. One kind of weird thing that he says is, I have been preparing for this match for most of my life. And that really kills the drama because normally they say, I've been preparing for this all my life. And I don't know, I just think that's kind of a weird phrasing thing. There's some exposition to connect you to the other fic, but then we get into the rape. And now, this is not your average rape. He just shoves a metal rod up Aang's dick hole. Now, the average dick is 1.5 inches in diameter when erect. We don't know if his dick is erect or not, but the author makes it clear that he doesn't really have a big dick either. And this tube is almost a full inch in diameter. That would hurt a fucking hell of a lot. Not to mention that once he gets back from this, he's perfectly fine. It doesn't need any medical attention or anything. Like they do mention in this scene that he's bleeding a lot and this never comes up again in any other chapters, but you'd still think he'd be like, yeah, I was brutally raped and I'm physically and mentally scarred. Can you guys help me out? And then Zuko pierces his dick for some reason. I never wanted to say these words and I, I don't, I never imagined this would actually come out of my mouth, but just rape him in the ass like a normal person god damn it also the genital piercings never come back either like we know that katara sees his dick but she's never like what happened here so my guess for all of this is that the author wrote this scene after writing most of the others i, I guess I, I don't know so ang loses his shit and just shoves a needle through zuko's dick and then like a normal person he decides to rape him in the ass because he's pissed off it takes like one thrust for him to just tumble up because that's how things work especially when your penis has been horribly mutilated as he runs away, uh, Zuko brands his ass with a hot sword, and again, this never returns. Katara's never like, what happened to your dick and your ass? Or, we should get medical attention. And he's just like, yep, I guess I'll never talk about how I was brutally raped, and it just goes on with absolute fucklessness. So, in conclusion, I'm horrified of this, and I hate the internet. The only thing I liked about this was the Sakasuki scene, and the rest of it was just weird fetishes, and it was nasty, and I'm afraid of my own species now. I don't fucking understand diaper fetishes, man. I mean, is rape worse than consensual diaper sex? Yes, but somehow it's easier for me to understand why people read and write non-con. Like, if you like that dom-sub dynamic, then I guess I understand. But diaper fetishes, man, I'm gonna have to kink-shame you there, buddy. So basically, I want to die. If I didn't mention that enough. This was a review of The Hidden Adventures of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Explicit Adventures of Avatar The Last Airbender by QWR. I'm Winchikis Thoughtikis, and this is The Bar is Low. Thanks for joining me, and that's all for today.